Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit Foster, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, this coming Sunday, we've got Money in the Bank. Live stream reactions. The camera will be exclusively on us, not on the WWE product. That's illegal. That's not legal, and our channel would probably be... No more. No mas. Uh, but we hope you join us. It should be a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, we're available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Yes. Variety of award tiers there. Uh, at the $5 and up uh, a month mark. You get five bonus episodes of Going In Raw every single week. That's on the audio side and the video correct, side. Correct. So if you listen to this uh, in the podcast form, yes, you can go to Patreon and import your RSS feed to your phone using whatever podcast app you use. Yes. Also, we got to mention, uh, if you're watching this first thing in the morning, Friday, uh, about 930-ish. I'm going to aim for nine. All right, fine, nine. Yeah. Uh, nine o'clock a.m., we book money in the bank. Seven stellar matches on the card. It's going to be an exciting show. I hope to see everybody there. I'm getting tickets for John Wick tomorrow, like one. So. All right. We got to be out of here then. All right. <laughs> exactly. Me and dad want to go see get my John car Wick. looked at. So. Exactly. We got things to do. It's a Friday. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, all very exciting stuff. Hopefully, we'll see you there as well. Yes. <laughs> this time, we won't. We're not going to know dark match this time. Those dark matches always go forever. Yeah, usually it's a good half-hour dark match. Exactly. Sometimes the best matches we do, too. I know. This time, it's all on Twitch. We'll put up like a little thing on... Uh, maybe we'll do like a little shout-out video or something. You know what I do on my channel? Mm. Uh, whenever I'm going to go live over at Twitch on MF Steve here, yeah. I go to my YouTube channel, and I put up a video that's set that's called, for example, Vince McMahon Impression. And so I'll do a video, and I'll be like... Hey, everybody, this is how you do Vince McMahon and come watch me live. And then I just oh, tell them where go. it's at. So you YouTube seems to not care as long as you're doing, doing something else, something other than just promoting your other thing. Yeah. Anyways, enough about YouTube MPYP stuff, Larson. Uh, it's all industry jargon, Steve. Uh, so it's not Festivus, but evidently Triple H has a lot of problems with a certain Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh, wow. With his father-in-law. Yeah, of course, this is all fallout. And information from uh, Wade Keller's post-Raw recap. And again, and I should say, take this with a, a pretty massive grain of salt. Although after Sean Ross Sapp more or less confirmed some of the stuff in here based on other things that he had been hearing, it lends it a bit more credence. However, with any sort of wrestling rumor, innuendo, you never know. If nothing else... If not, so the background is this. On Wade Keller's show, a guy called in, claimed to be uh, close or friends. With a writer in WWE, he was out hanging out and drinking with his friend and two other members of the creative team. Right. So for, he said between 10 and 12 hours. At that point, that's when you take it with kind of a grain of salt. Yes. However, and this could easily, this could so read off like a list of things that aren't terribly surprising that, quite frankly, 
we could have guessed. Yeah, for the most part. In fact, after I listened to the podcast itself, I got the, the transcripts from the quotes from uh, WrestlingNews.co. Um, but I listened to the whole section, and Wade Keller, after the, the, the conversation with the caller concluded, more or less said, this is all stuff that's, you know, not the specifics, but the generalities. The stuff has been well-known for years. They have a whole archive of interviews with fo- former WWE writers going back years who will more or less tell you their version of the same thing. And None Sean Ross Sapp also from Fightful, yes. Sean Ross Sapp also tweeted out, you know, I mean, it's the kind of thing where there's so much going on that it's not like he can confirm each and every single thing. No, I have his exact tweet here. I can read it right now. Please go ahead. I got to scroll down quite a bit. Uh, this is what he had to say. Quote, I read a recap of this and it's virtually all in line with things I've heard from people in similar situations with a few rare exceptions. Yeah. As far as the claims of Scott, right. this caller. Scott. So, uh, Scott Levesque. Um, <laughs> hey, how's it going, Wade? Good to hear you. Yeah. Uh, I find it funny that uh, Vince uh, keeps on renaming all my great acts. I mean, all of Triple H's, you know, the creative team I was drinking with. <laughs> so, yeah. It, he, he ran his voice with that Adobe software that could change your voice. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's really, le- I mean, take it with less than... I mean, I don't really even know if you take it with a grain of salt because so many people have sort of confirmed it. And it does seem like obvious stuff. The big thing, the big thing is, is seemingly where Triple H stands on this because I have speculated in the past that I, it would take a superhuman effort for a person not to be driven absolutely mad when being put in the position that Triple H is in, a guy who nurtures and seems to have a strong emotional attachment to NXT, the brand that he created, that he fosters, that he shepherds, that that you know he fathers, um, and then see that creation get basically bastardized, renamed and revamped, and and all that under Vince McMahon yeah, when those dumped on when those characters come over to the main roster, yeah. Triple H is a smart guy. He knows the business. He knows what wrestling should be. And you can see that with NXT because it's like perfect. And and evidently, he's just as frustrated as he damn well should be. Yeah. I am happy to be proven wrong on this he one. He is a human being, Steve. Yeah. Um, so let's let's back up a little bit. As I mentioned, he had a, uh, this caller, Scott, mentioning a conversation with his friend and two other members of the, of the, the, the creative team. Um, talk about basically everything wrong backstage in WWE. Chief among these issues is that everyone has to appease one person. Guess who that person is? Uh, Jamie Noble. Vince. Oh, yeah, right. This is what the caller, Scott, had to say. Again, transcripts courtesy of WrestlingNews.co. Quote, no one should rip on WWE Creative. They have some of the most brilliant, unbelievably cool ideas that you've I've ever heard. We're writing for an audience of one and never forget that. And if you're not, you're out of here. And as you mentioned... While this discontent runs deep backstage, um, uh, several writers apparently fear of, uh, they're on the verge of getting fired. Scott said, quote, the most frustrated person in the back every single night is Triple H. He'll always take, especially the NXT guys, under his wing. It looks like he's consoling them. It looks so much like he was the most frustrated person in the building every single night. And he also mentions that uh, Triple H, Stephanie, and Shane have all tried to talk to Vince. And he's blown them all off. Mm-hmm. I believe, uh, like Shane, try, I remember the exact verbiage used. Um, like uh, Shane tried to talk to Vince, and I think Vince essentially told him, "This isn't your area you work in. This is his son. Yeah, yeah. This is your kid you're talking about." And it's yeah. like, oh, this. Hey, you're just on-screen talent. Mm-hmm. The way to blow him off like that? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Um, uh, on this week's newsletter, I'll deviate from Scott's call for a moment. Um, Meltzer adds some additional details and confirms that, yep, Triple H, not happy. Quote, some notes regarding different things of late. Paul Levesque, while never saying anything publicly except for liking a tweet, those close to the situation say he's very frustrated with how things are going on the main roster. One person noted that a big problem isn't Vince not being open to suggestions, but that they believe he's far too open these days to suggestions, and that ends up watering down all the original visions and storylines. We're told that there has been too much input from too many people on the team who haven't figured out that when you change something in a story, it has a ripple effect on every aspect of the story. Which is another reason why you don't get some awesome like weaving stories like we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we see on NXT very mm-hmm. effectively um, because it doesn't just have a ripple effect on on a story. It has a ripple effect on, on all the stories. Basically. Um, so, yeah, that's I mean, it, it, here's the thing. 
watching the product validates this. Yes. Like it's it's fairly obvious that that's the deal. Yeah. Um, and Scott offered up a bunch of different other ideas and I highly recommend listening to the the podcast and it's t- it's, it's this segment of the podcast. It's really interesting. Um, and uh, again, these, these bits are from uh, Wrestling News. He calls in at about like, I think it's like the 16. 16 minute mark yeah. and he goes for almost till the hour mark. Yeah. Um, the overall vibe you get is that it's, 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 it's extremely toxic, unhealthy work environment. And a lot of the talent, both in creative and in terms of the wrestlers, are unhappy. Um, he seemingly confirmed Meltzer's note about Vince being open to ideas, where Scott mentioned that, uh, according to the writers in, in, in their case, um, 99, like they'll pitch ideas, but 99 times out of 100, it won't be used. Mm-hmm. Um, there was at one point two different writing staffs, one for Raw, one for SmackDown, but um, with the Superstar Shakeup, those writing teams have been merged, so now there's one writing staff of 37 people. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Um, not surprisingly, Vince doesn't follow NXT. That's not surprising. He might watch TakeOver, I mean, according to this caller. Did he at one time, though? Because I at one know. time, like Kevin Owens showed up with the NXT Championship. At one time, they gave Finn Balor the Universal Championship. I don't know. It might just be Triple H saying, hey, Dad, you should look at these guys. Maybe. I, I'm convinced the only reason the War Raiders got called up is because Vince happened to watch NXT TakeOver. Yeah. It's like, wow, this, this team's really good. We're on these tag teams. Let's bring them up. Ah, the Vikings. Yeah, he was all on the Viking stuff. Um, apparently, he, he doesn't watch NXT. He, apparently, he just works, watches WB Network and WB Product, and works out. That's all he does. Melser said, like, at least once a week, he's up till 3 in the morning working. Like, his hours are ridiculous. He's up till, like, midnight every night. Um, I can't even stay up that late on a consistent it's basis. It's rare that I can. Um, apparently, the writing staff has pitched ideas of how to change up the presentation of Raw and SmackDown only for Vince to shoot it down. Mm-hmm. Something that's sorely, like, obviously necessary. These next couple ones I'll read because I think they're pretty interesting. Apparently, yeah. Dana Brooke is one of, if not the hardest worker in the company. Going to the perform- performance center on her days off, getting to the venue early to help set up the ring and get some work in before the shows. Prior to Money in the Bank, writers were constantly pitching ideas for Dana Brooke, only for them to go nowhere. You know, you can, you can, you can see it in the effort she gives, Mm -hmm. you know, you really can. And she needs reps and I think she'd be terrific. Yeah. If you watch breaking ground, the, uh, the Mm -hmm. documentary they did, I always Mm -hmm. harp on this. It's obvious. She's like one of the stars of that whole show. She is. She absolutely is. Uh, continuing on firefly Funhouse is basically the brainchild of Bray Wyatt. And Bray is a great locker room guy who helps other talents with their promos. That's completely believable. Given the, the Facebook post, that the guy who worked on his mask design, the latest mask design, posted. Ryan Satin has a link, mm-hmm. uh, has the screenshot of that on his Twitter account. Mm-hmm. And it's very effusive of Bray Wyatt. And it's just a big, it's a big chunk of evidence as to how creative Bray is and how in still, still after all this, is still very inspired yeah. and in love with wrestling. Man, the, the dude trusts his talents, and that's that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more worth listening to. There's a, Apparently, there's a huge shouting match between Vince and Neville before Neville left. Yeah. Which sounds great. Hats off to Neville for uh, giving it to Vince. Yeah. Um, there's a lot there to wade through. Um, definitely worth checking out mm-hmm. if you haven't uh, listened to it yet. Now, contrast that with this interview. That Vince gave to Variety. Oh my God! This week, oh, like the opening paragraph says something like, "Which the, about the company?" And it states that the company has been on the growth rampage during the past eight, during the past eighteen months, and gives one item as evidence. What do you think that is? Stock price. Stock price. Yeah. Never once mentions the ratings going in the toilet nope. down thirty percent over the past year. Um, anyways, it's, it's 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 a huge puff piece. Yeah. Um, talk about how great WB is, how great Vince is. Every indicator of enthusiasm is down. Yep. Merch sales, house show attendance, TV ratings, attendance, and ratings are all everything down. down. Um, but in this interview, Vince claims, amongst other things, quote, WB talent will be appearing on Fox programming. It's going to be a totally integrated approach. We've never had a platform like this in terms of promotion. Fox is going to go all in, and they're great promoters. Uh, NBC Universal, the parent company of USA Network, is going to step up as well to the equivalent of what Fox is going to do. So we had, Luke Harper was on that one USA show. Mm-hmm. So are we going to see, I don't know, uh, Xavier Woods on the Orville? I mean, we're going to just see things like that. That might make me tune into the Orville. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'd actually watch that. Are we going to see, I don't know, any other Fox shows offhand. Gotham just ended, right? Gotham just ended, so you know, Luke Harper unfortunately cannot be on Gotham. I have a feeling he's not going to be on anything anyways. I don't think he's going to be on anything either. Uh, what show should Roman Reigns be on? 
What shows are on TV anymore? I don't know. I, I don't watch, watch TV. like HBO. I don't really watch network TV. I mean, can I know that TNT? No, USA airs reruns of Modern Family and Law and Order. Can they be on that? Oh, TNT. That never mind. It's all elite. Can Kenny Omega show up on a, a, a rerun of, of Law and Order? Only if he knows drama. <laughs> oh, I think he does, man. Okay, here we go. Hold on. What's this on is the their schedule. Let's see. I don't know what the resident is. Oh, who, uh, Roman Reigns on Lethal Weapon. That's cool. Um, I, think, I thought they were canceling that show. I thought so too. Oh, Hell's Kitchen is still on Fox. Who's uh, a whole Hell's Kitchen episode? Yes, of, of, of wrestlers. Sunday nights all animation. <laughs> Empire. Who can be on Empire? Which one's Empire about? The rap? I think so. Empire, the rap moguls. Yeah, I think so. Terrence Howard was in it. I think he might have been killed off. I don't know. Oh, okay. I've just seen a gif of him that looked like he might have been dead. Maybe. Um, so I don't really watch network television. So well, the Usos—they had the rap battle. There you go. Usos on Empire. There yeah. you go. That's good. All good stuff. What's nine one one? No idea. There's no link to click Remember on. Rescue nine one one with yeah, man. Shatner. Did you know on bring that back A and E? They have like live feeds of like like police rescues and stuff now. It's like all live. That that sounds dangerous. I know. I don't want to see somebody get shot. I don't want to see that either. Good way. For I think me. it's called live rescue. Yeesh. And it's like you're going through the police scanner, but on a national level, and there's video. There's too much. That sounds actually kind of cool. It might be. That's just too much. It is. It is too much. Anyways, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of... Remember uh, back at our old apartment when we used to watch the Front Gate channel? Oh, hell yeah, man. That was great. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh, the Tim Allen show is coming back. Last Man Standing. Oh, that guy seems like a creep. <laughs> There's that's me a standing the, match with Tim Oh, there's Allen. something called The Cool Kids, uh, executive produced by Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny. Oh, that's cool. It's a multi-camera comedy. Oh. Multi? Oh, no. Those are crap. The Passage. It's a drama. They know drama. Wait, which is this? Fox or? Yeah, this is Fox. Fox. They don't know drama. That's TNT. Proven Innocent. That sounds like a legal drama. Yeah. Live musical production. Cos- Ooh, another Cosmos. Who's hosting this one? Oh. oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Awesome. Very cool. I hope he hosts it from an In-N-Out Burger. That's great. That was my favorite picture. That of was him great. At the In-N-Out Burger. Anyways, uh, so I guess that's good for WWE. Anything, anyways, he also seemed to indicate that wrestlers can, are free to take a vacation whenever they want. That's, Quote, a, that's, like, a, that's like a test. You want to take a vacation? Yes. Adding three months to your contract. I know. That's what he had to say. Quote, anybody who wants time off can get time off. That's easy. In addition to that, it's easy to weave a talent in and out of a storyline. Apparently not for Vince. He's not very good at it these days. If they get injured, you're not expecting that. Or if they have a family matter, our characters are real people with real problems. Oh, God. It's a revolving situation where this talent will work these dates. The talent will work those dates. Well, you know, based on what we heard, they pretty much have to work all dates. Yeah. You get a downside guarantee for working a certain number of dates. That's how the contract is structured. Yeah. And I guess if you work every day for nine months and get all your dates in, maybe hypothetically you're in a situation where you could take time off. Maybe Sasha Banks found out about this and she was like, oh, cool, really? See you later. I'll see you later, suckers. I'm adding time to your contract. People are going to take time off of that I want. Adding time. Six months for you. It's I was just, only off for three just, weeks. It's, Six it's, months. It's, it's just interesting. You have the all this Keller stuff and stuff we've been hearing for months, if not years, about just what a, for a, a, a lot, a, a huge aspect. This is kind of like a, a, a nasty environment it is to work at WB. And you have this puff piece here from Variety, which oh, basically questions nothing. It's so long and just puffy. Yeah. It's, questions yeah, nothing. It's, it's just like, oh, WB's stupid. great. Our metrics are great. We're there's finally these. trusted by... Uh, advertisers to advertise on her show. There's these asinine pictures of Vince McMahon they took. Yeah. It's it's really irritating. There is one bit of hope here, though, Steve, and that is when Vince is asked if he's if he'd be willing to sell the company or open to the idea. We're open for business. Yeah, but the problem is... Right? It's the same go-to line he's been using for years whenever we ask him that question. Well, yeah, but also his company is worth right now. His market value is like, like almost $7 billion. So you know he's going to be like, I'll sell for $8 billion. There's that. And as the, the, the caveat will be attached that he remains in charge. That'll be the caveat. That'd be terrible. That's what I liked about when Lucas sold uh, 
Star Wars. He more or less washed his hands of the whole it thing, was, only to criticize it later on. It was, we'll take it, but you're gone. Yeah. You leave. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's talk about happier news, Steve. Yeah. Rumors are true. AEW All Elite Wrestling heading to TNT. They know drama. As, as was announced at the Warner's Upfront this Wednesday, details were scant. Apart from that, it'll be two hours of the best wrestling television anywhere in this universe or any other. And it'll start in the fall, which, damn it, isn't soon enough. I want to start tomorrow. Wait, what was this? Details were scant. Apart from that, it'll be two. Who wrote that? This? Apart this the, sprung forth from it'll the... It'll be two hours of the best wrestling anywhere. This sprung forth from, from the universe, awful, man. That's awfully subjective, isn't it? No. Did you write that? I don't see my name attached to oh it. Oh, my God. Listen to you. Propaganda machine. What shirt are you wearing? Where's your all Elite Wrestling One shirt? One Nation Under Wrestling, Steve. One I nation. believe in good wrestling for everybody. One Nation and Under right now, Elite Wrestling. Help us all, Elite. You're our only hope. You know, I mean, ideally, look, everybody, everybody needs to be cheering on All Elite Wrestling. Yes. Whether you like the and roster. I'll be a head cheerleader, Steve. Whether you like the roster or you don't, which why wouldn't you? It's got Penna. Uh, it's got Pentagon. It's got Kenny Omega. It's got Pac. Yeah, it's it's great. Private party. It's great. You want it to succeed. Yes. Because the only way WWE, Vince McMahon may, may go through some self-reflection is if somebody else shows him up. Yep. That's, that's, that's the deal. Yep. I mean, that's the deal. Um, in any event, TSN's John McMullen fleshed out some of the behind-the-scenes financial details on Twitter, saying, quote, context of AEW TV deal, platform is amazing, and this is an unprecedented deal for a startup. Confirmed from a source on the television side, there are no rights fees, but as we have been saying here for weeks, that should not have been expected. Now, keep in mind, it took 35 years yeah, for the WWE to get the monster deal they got. Yeah, he mentioned that later on. Yeah, oh, sorry, okay, I'll continue then. Um, uh, no, okay, it's being treated like a sports property, so production fees are there, which is huge. Yeah, they're getting... And a great advertising split for All Elite. It took Vince McMahon nearly 20 years of producing highly rated television before he got a somewhat significant rights deal from Viacom at the turn of the century. The monster deal took over 35 years. TNA Impact once had Hulk Hogan, Sting, and Randy Savage and couldn't get this kind of platform. It's an amazing deal that those in All Elite are ecstatic about. If it comes across as flat to some, that's because they were expecting rights fees due to some shoddy reporting. Right now, All Elite is set up like an old, like old WWE, where pay-per-view numbers and advertising will be significant to growth. WWE remains idiot-proof because of the TV deal. It remains to be seen. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, All Elite Wrestling Insider Dave Meltzer had some more details in this week's newsletter. That's good. Uh, quote, the key is that Warner Media we will be paying for production, the value of which is unknown, but that shock most in the wrestling industry because in the modern era, very few wrestling deals actually paid for production. There is also an ad revenue split with a downside guarantee. So that's pretty huge. That's cool. So the final value of the deal will be directly related to ad rates and attractiveness of the product, as well as in the long run, the ratings, the belief within the company is this deal would allow them to be profitable by 2020. That's, like that's next year. That's seven months from now. That's next year. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. I mean, having next to talent, I would guess production, production costs, and that might be their top like per show cost. You would think so. Yeah, you would think so. Um, so having that covered is huge. That's really big. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am. I'm really, really looking forward to this, if for no other reason. I mean, uh, you know, am I, am I happy to add another show to our schedule? Sure. More, more wrestling to watch? Sure. Uh, but I, I am I, – I've, I've, I've been mentioning this all this week. There's got to be some sort of breaking point mm -hmm. in the WWE creatively. Mm -hmm. There has to be. Mm -hmm. And I maybe, maybe, I know this is still six months away, but just maybe, or five months away, maybe All Elite and maybe its success will be some sort of 
breaking point for WWE. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of catalyst, some sort of kick in the pants. There's got to be, because McMahon showing up and saying, oh, you're the authority, when it's completely just surface level, you know, oh, let's just tell them that they're the authority, and I'm going to do things the exact same way, even worse. Yeah. It's just, it's not working. We'll just fire Baron Corbin and humiliate him publicly, and that'll make everybody happy. It's not, it's it's just not, it's not working. I'll do superstar shakeup, and then, uh, you know, put Roman over there on SmackDown. Hold on, says USA Network. That's not what we wanted to see or hear. Couldn't see that coming. I know. Couldn't see that coming at all. I know. I know. So, uh, so yeah, that's, this is very, I'm, I'm very, very much looking forward to Las Vegas. I want to see. I do think that Double or Nothing will get, I think, you know, all in. They didn't have this going. I think Double or Nothing, we're going to have their... These guys are planning for the future. Yes. These guys seem inspired. They seem they've been taking a lot of time off the ring. And one of their storylines on being the elite is ring rust and how to get rid of it. Because I, I firmly, but they've been working on this. And I think that double or nothing is going to give us our first glimpse into what TV is going to look like with yes. all elite. Yes. I think that's the case. And I think an, a, a, another thing it, it could confirm is we were there for all in the first star cast and the enthusiasm level for that whole weekend was off the charts through the roof off the charts now what about eight months later let's see if that level of enthusiasm is still there Mm -hmm. and if it is that's something else yeah angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Because by and large, since early January, none of these guys have wrestled. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely none of the members of the elite. Yeah. None of them has re- have really wrestled on a large platform. Um, and so if the thirst is there, like it was for All In, then, and they can use Double or Nothing as a real true springboard onto the next phase, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And that can sustain them till all in two if that takes place Chicago in September. And that's going to be the true kickoff for mm-hmm. TV and stuff. But yeah, I agree. Double nothing is going to be the first real indication mm-hmm. of what kind of broadcast we're going to have. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't think wait. We look, man, this has been said for 18 years now that WWE, as soon as what happened, as soon as the competition disappeared, they started sucking. They played safe. And now we've got competition again. And maybe, just maybe, I mean, Vince is a lot different now than he was then. Uh, I'm not sure that, you know, Alex. far more risk adverse. Alex C. earlier mentioned, you know, I think Vince is more likely to try to litigate his competition as opposed, which means, you know, take legal routes to try to stifle them. Sign up everybody. Yeah. Uh, As opposed to actually address the issues with beleaguering his program. Yeah. He needs to pass that damn baton on a Triple H and Stephanie and mm-hmm, Shane. Mm-hmm. He needs to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it's funny because for the longest time over the past couple of years, people said, you know, is WWE going to be that much different without Vince? I think at this point, yes. Yeah. I really do. And I it really might not even be like some of the details of Raw and SmackDown might remain the same. I think just the one thing we'll see more than anything else is we'll see, we'll see vision. We'll see long-term storytelling. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's not obviously a cure-all, but I think it's going to go a long way to making the product a hell of a lot more watchable. If you take a look at Gargano and Champa, they did that with two guys who are not huge signees to NXT. They showed up on appearance contracts. They showed up here and there, and they built a massive, hugely dramatic story around those guys that was compelling. It was captivating. It was few to the year. And I think that you could get that level of vision on the main roster, on the big stage, yes. and blow everybody Everybody out of the water. Yep. If Vince just steps aside. Yep. 
Uh, got some bad news here. Alexa Bliss apparently is injured again. WWE announced Thursday morning that Alexa Bliss has been pulled from Sunday's Money in the Bank ladder match. Alexa Bliss, uh, they said this, quote, Alexa Bliss is not medically cleared to compete at Money in the Bank this Sunday and has been removed from the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. A suitable replacement for Alexa will be announced. That announcement has been made late Thursday, Nikki Cross. So um, just like we saw when Mustafa Ali got injured, it sucks, it's sad, but it does allow an opportunity for something else. Yes. For somebody else to step up, and I'm very happy to see Nikki Cross. I yes, think she should totally. have been in the match in the first yeah, place. Yeah, me too. Um, anyways, no word, obviously, from W's statement about the nature of the injury. Um, we've ha- heard some conflicting reports. Meltzer said that Bliss is suffering from an unspecified but was apparently not a serious injury. However, both WrestlingNews.co and PWInsider.com are both reporting that Alexa apparently suffered another concussion. Of course, just a couple months ago, she returned from some serious concussion issues. Apparently, she was suffering from vertigo. Um, uh, and it's not really good to mess with the brain. No, it isn't. No, when you're when you're experiencing the stuff that they were talking about, her mm-hmm. experiencing, you don't want to mess with that. You stuff. don't want to mess with the brain. No, no. So hopeful. I'm hopeful. 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 Not a concussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something minor. Um, we can see her return soon. Yeah. Um, I mean, because while you know she's she's already done well as host of Moment of Bliss. Um, you don't want to see someone's career be cut short due to injuries. No, you don't. And I'm sure the company will, would find some uh, role for her should she be forced to retire from in-ring competition. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's not really something that I would I really want to see. I swear I put a question thread up. Did you put it on your own Twitter? No, that's that's weird. I put the one with your side eye and everything. Hmm. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, filming our uh, new show right new now. Questions now. Tweet. Sending my tweet. Why is it taking time to it do that? Sent- that is so weird. That is weird. That was bizarre. Oh, so, anyways, how have you been? Done well. I've been doing well. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> oh, man. What are you most looking forward to? Here's a... St- this question is from MF Steve here. Larson, what yes. are you most looking forward to come money, uh, come a double or nothing? What I'm most looking forward to? Our trip to Vegas, what are you most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to, well, I mean, first and foremost, as always, meeting the Freddos. Mm-hmm. I think that was the highlight of the StarCast trip, the highlight of All In. Um, second to that is just seeing, is, is the level of enthusiasm, because it was so damn infectious when we were there for StarCast. Um, everybody was so positive. Oh man. Everybody was excited. Yeah. Um, and it's just not something you really get to see very often. Excitement level to that magnitude. Here's something we can talk about. Uh, Chris Jericho. Did he oh, inter- I, we still have questions from, uh, Mondays. Well, that I can all right. Here's me. Let me talk about this real quick. He did a, Chris Jericho did an interview with T, TV insider and he was asked about competing with WWE. And this is what he had to say. This is interesting. Cause this runs kind of contrary to a bit to what, uh, everybody else in all lead him insane. He says, quote, this is a war. Even if you don't want it to be, it just is. There hasn't been any competition for WWE on a national basis for 20 years or more. I think this is something they didn't really want, but it's great for the fans and great for the guys. I think in the long run, it's going to make a difference because it gives people a choice, and it's always good to have a choice. Pretty much everybody else associated with All Elite has been fairly diplomatic. We're not trying to compete with WWE. We're trying to be an alternative. Um, but Jericho's like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is, this, is, this, this is a war. Yeah. So that's interesting, a, a, a different take. I like that they kayfabed at the upfronts too. They didn't have Jericho show up because uh, I guess it was Khan or one of the, I don't know, some maybe all of them, Cody, who knows, didn't want, he said it wouldn't make sense for their main event, Double or Nothing, to be cordial yeah. together at the upfronts. And, and that's not the place to shoot an angle. Instead, uh, instead, Jericho cut a promo from the gym on Kenny Omega. Yeah. It was great. That's awesome. That's, that's yeah, Another thing that's going around the news as far as All Elite is, is they're really going all in on on, on – the the fact that promos will not be scripted, no scripted promos. Yeah, no over scripting entirely. Yeah, so I'm guessing they'll kind of do it the old fashioned way, where you have your you have your book, you go by the book, you probably give your talents a couple bullet points what they need to cover, and then let them do their job. Well, I mean, dude, you know, if you if you take a look at who they've 
who they've signed. Guys like MJF. MJF doesn't need now. He will have to, you know, PG his language, mm-hmm. PG thirteen his language, I guess. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, look, they're gonna have it's on TNT. They got standards and practices, uh, so they're gonna have to, you know, bring it down to that level. But uh, but if you look at who they sign, there's so many great promo guys out there in the first place. I know they don't need they don't need to be. In the same interview, Jericho talked about that a little bit. Uh, he says uh, we have no intention of being WWE light. WWE is the best in the world of what they do. We won't be doing that. We have a different mindset. I think that when you look at what goes on during a, a New Japan show, that might be what the in-ring product looks like when you think about the way it's shot and the guys have a lot more input in what they're doing from a creative standpoint and character standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's positive, man. Yeah. Yeah. By and large, I really enjoy how they handle creative in New Japan. Yep. I agree with that. Uh, let's see here. Shaggy Kint. Does the addition of Nikki alter your women's Money in the Bank prediction? Neither of us chose Alexa Bliss. I don't think no. neither of us would choose no. uh, Nikki Cross. I think I think it's it's between Bailey and Mandy Rose at this point. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, it's a good question. This is a really good question, Matthew Flanagan. Though it's impossible, and I want to I want to know if you agree with the premise. It, though impossible in the internet age to pull off this surprise. Um, also difficult to predict. Who could you see having the Lex Luger moment on the first Nitro on the first ever All Elite show in October? Now, granted, with social media, it is difficult for secrets to be kept, but they can be oh, kept. It's, it's, it's John Moxley, man. It's totally John Moxley. He's off shooting a movie now, apparently. So that might take him out of contention for Double or Nothing. And anyways, there's really no spot for him on Double or Nothing. Uh, <clears throat> Because you're not going to put him in the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. The the card's pretty much booked. It's filled. Oh, no. He's talking about the first All Elite Wrestling TV I know, show. I know. Okay, yeah. I'm yeah, saying, yeah, no yeah. no Moxley for yeah. Double or Nothing. Yeah. Um. So, no, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he shows up that first episode. Ryan and, like, his said, social media presence is basically non-existent. Yeah. Ryan, somebody asked if, if, he, if Ryan Satin expects Moxley to be in All Elite, and he says, no, I don't. But who knows? I mean, he's... Yeah, you he, never know. He's been wrong before. Um... It's not going to be CM Punk because he's shown really no interest. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm trying to think of a, of a of an answer a bit more clever than Moxley, but that that's I mean that's the obvious one. That's probably the number one. Depending on when their contracts are up, club showing up. Yeah, if if their contracts are actually up in September. Yeah. Then that that could be a Lex Luger moment. The the thing with the club though is that everybody knows their contract is mm-hmm. up. So it would have to be, like, for it to be a true Lex Luger moment, somebody in the WWE right now... Whose contract will be up before the fall that we just don't know. We yeah. Don't know that's the case. Someone who's playing everything's really close to the vest. And they're being utilized probably just fine. Like, for example, it's been a while since Apollo Crews has been in WWE. He was just on Raw this week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying I don't know when his contract is oh, up. Oh, yeah, okay. Gotcha. I'm saying somebody who is being utilized. Oh, yeah. You know, he's still being utilized. But Apollo Cruz is the kind of guy, he's on TV on a fairly regular basis, has never been used right. No. And so could totally be like, just playing it low. Not, I, don't know if he's, I don't know if he's ever been injured or not. So he, he's not looking to, you know, ask for his release. You know, he's hoping nobody's going to add any time to his contract. Yeah. And then he'll show up in a puffy shirt. But I don't know when his contract is up. Uh, Nakamura. <laughs> yeah, Nakamura. As far as I know, he hasn't re-signed. His contract is going to be up sometime yeah. soon if it hasn't. Maybe he is already, already did expire and he re-signed. Who knows? Could be Nakamura. Meltzer seems convinced that he's not going anywhere. Bassey 26. Dana Brooke, yay or nay, as Raw Women's Champion. If they keep featuring her the way they have but keep building her up a little bit, the roof could explode if she won that title. Mm-hmm. It really could. Just see the reaction she got at WrestleMania. Yeah, it could be a big, big feel-good moment. Talk about somebody who everybody, I think, realized works hard, you yeah. know? Yeah. And also, apparently, according to Scott. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Joe Blumpkin. Don't you think it would be better if WWE unified some of their titles and have them be the wild cards? Have the champions be I wild I guess cards? it would motivate this whole wild card thing more mm-hmm. if there is, you know, one world title, two tag team championship belts, one title. 
It's just a mess. It's the wild card rule. I, I seriously think is like a low point in story convention for bad. the WWE. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I'd uh, say. I'd say for me, it'd be like if I had to, if I've had to choose, it would be the men's tag titles. Yeah, I'd put the same part. Just make the tag titles cross brand for both the men and women. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hello there. If one Game of Thrones character could be a wrestler, who would it be and why? Let's take the obvious ones out, like Mountain. Mountain and the Hound out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, this is kind of obvious, but uh, Arya Stark. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got everything, man. She's got all the tools. Plus, she can change her face. She could do intergender, and nobody would know it. She'd be. She'd have many faces. One day, she'd be T.J. Perkins. <laughs> Didn't T.J. Perkins? And they sign along with MLW or something? Oh, I don't know. Thought I saw that. Uh, Deacon Bobby. Oh, no. They would never do this. What? What would need to happen before it would be smart for all elite to go head-to-head on Monday nights? Nothing. Don't do it. It would it, Well, it would mean like Raw would have to, numbers would be like one and a half million. And all elite would have to be well over a million. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea, but that's bad the only idea. way. I don't. I don't think they raw would. would have to be canceled. Yeah, more. Or that's or less. when you do it. More or less. Raw's canceled. And I, I think from a PR perspective, all elite has no desire to put WWE out of business. No. Or maybe they just do. want to do their own thing. I feel like. I think it seems like that. Uh, Lord Zephyr, Ziffer. Will either of you be singing karaoke next Friday in Vegas? If so, what is your go-to song? I would like to. We have to buy tickets to that. Oh, yeah. I think we have to buy tickets to that. Okay, got to get on that, I guess. Uh, uh, well, Born to Run generally one of my go-tos. Dude, listen. It's got to be you and me. Kick out the jams, yeah. Either kick out the jams or probably blame it. Blame it would be the best option, I think. Yeah. We're pretty good at that. It's been a while since I heard this song. i got to brush up. Oh, it's like riding a bike, man. You'll get it. I'll just do the T-Pain part. Yeah, man. I know you said when I do Bree mode, I can make my voice sound auto-tune. I got to find a way to do that for T-Pain's part, too. Exactly. Bree mode. Yeah, instead of T-Pain, say Bree mode. Bree mode. Yeah. Girl, you know feel good. Girl, you know you feel good. Just like you look. Bree mode. All right, enough. It's really stormy There's a here. storm. It's because God knows thunder's coming back to uh, oh, the, the network. network yeah. yeah. Or more episodes, anyways. Let's see if we got more questions here. Uh, let's see here. John Adams, when All Elite Wrestling... He, this is a good question because I know the answer. When All Elite Wrestling starts weekly programming, how will the WWE, namely Vince, react? With bad comedy making fun of it. That's what he... Remember the Huckster? That's what he's going to do. The Nacho Man? That's what he's going to do. He's going to find some terrible pun for the Young Bucks. Yep. Yep, that's what he's gonna do. Lenny Alpha and everybody back. Yeah, and everybody backstage is gonna cringe. Everybody backstage is gonna cringe, just like when yep. he was out there saying, "Oh, I'm a genius." Wild card rule, bah! Yeah, that was a shit. everybody's gonna cringe. Oh, that's the thing we f- we failed to mention for the Keller thing is Scott the Caller said that when Sami Zayn's dropping his promos, that's more or less Vince talking. Yeah, that's Vince. Yelling at his yelling at his audience to stop being so critical. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're that concerned about about how the audience is receiving your your product, maybe make your product better instead of just yelling at them mm-hmm. to accept it. Yeah. Greg Morris, with all the horrible creative in WWE, how is it the Firefly Funhouse exists? Does Vince not know about it? They featured it very very heavily. I mean, look here. It's here's the thing. Um. I don't think that Vince is just bad idea 100% all the time. It, that, you know, he came up with the, that long gauntlet match that Seth was involved yeah. in. He was, I think, one of the big parts of the Kofi storyline. Vince, if Vince were tasked or if he tasked himself with just sticking to a single story or maybe two stories overseeing the big stories and actually let Triple H handle everything being funneled up into that, then maybe, just maybe, things would look a lot better. Mm -hmm. Because he'd have 
fewer things going on in his head, fewer things for him to deal with, so he can put all of his energy into into one thing, into Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because he has good ideas, and I think he can recognize good ideas. And with Bray Wyatt, it was probably just a hey, you know here's an idea to freshen up my stuff. And Vince probably didn't even understand it, but he thought that Bray Wyatt on a kid's show would be funny. Yeah. And, and maybe so, he has a certain level of trust in Bray. He, I think, I think that that seems like, yeah, I think that that's, that's obvious. I think he's got trust in Bray. Uh, evident, I should say. Yeah. Haley thoughts on Nikki replacing Alexa. I'm happy for Nikki, but concerned for Alexa and would like her, like to hear your thoughts. I, whatever you would that, what that person just said, I'm happy for Nikki. I'm concerned for Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you hear about more brain stuff. You, that's mm-mm. yeah, that's scary. Donald Philman, should Money in the Bank go back to being a WrestleMania match? I'm gonna say no. I think Money in the Bank is actually the one gimmick match, one gimmick pay per view that actually kind of works. Totally deserves its own pay per view, and especially now that they have two of them. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to add another match to WrestleMania schedule. No. Nick Bartlett, you know the answer to this. Uh, I, I I forget. I don't I don't know if it was Nick or not, but somebody asked the same question but of the golden era of wrestling. If Money in the Bank was a thing during the Attitude Era, who would have been a top choice to hold it? Our answer for the Hogan Era, or for the Hogan Era, should have been uh, Million Dollar Man. Oh, yeah, that'd been a good one. He's literally the money guy. Yeah. Or IRS. Yeah. Probably not IRS. <laughs> no, not IRS. Yeah, DiBiase. DiBiase would be great, and Macho Man would have been really, mm-hmm. he would have been an awesome. Uh, but during the Attitude Era. Oh, I said Edge. Yeah. Well, he did hold it. Later on, but that was a ruthless aggression era, Steve. <laughs> okay. Get your time frames right. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Jay Witten, so what are the chances Vince puts NXT on Tuesday on Fox Sports 1? Or, you know, counter programs. It's Melter mentioned that in the newsletter. Newsletter, yeah, but the reach of, of, of TNT vastly outreaches Fox Sports 1. Yeah, he also said that it would be... It, it would be a high risk thing for WWE because you don't want all elite to beat uh, a WWE product in the ratings. Mm-hmm. However, if they did it and somehow NXT beat all elite in the ratings, it'd be a huge deal for WWE yeah. to be like, even our small show uh, outweighs this one. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if they'd want to take that risk. Like you said, Vince seems risk averse these days. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Galdiano. Do you think they've been planning Nikki Cross to be Alexa's backup this whole time just in case something were to change with her health? Um, I think that probably as of Monday it might have been up. Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. I think that was, that's a I'm possibility. I'm sure they, they knew about uh, Alexa's concussion. The possibility that she'd have to get pulled, yeah. yeah. Yep, totally. Uh, Claudio uh, Gaetan. Thank you. If WWE focused a little more on wrestling, do you think that would help in the ratings? I think I, I think they focus sufficiently on the in-ring product because the in-ring product is generally pretty good. The funny thing is, all their all the negativity comes really kind of does come from it, it comes from a combination of silly. The wrestling is fine. It comes from silly little things like renaming teams. Um. It, having uh, people shave each other's backs. Yeah, and and it comes from story. It yeah. comes from story. For the most part, we don't really. It, we're not given a reason to care who wins a match. There's nothing compelling. There's no, there the needs to part. be stakes in every match. And yes, there's nothing yes. compelling. Stuff like uh, uh, Kofi storyline leading up to Mania is an outlier in that regard because that was really compelling stuff. That's mm-hmm. lightning in a bottle. Yeah, you know that's the situation where they they find themselves in a, in, a, in a circumstance where. Uh, a really interesting, compelling story is put in front of them, and smartly they didn't deny that opportunity. They took took advantage of it. Yeah, to great success. Oh, nice! The what? latest episode of oh. uh, uh, the latest review of Stephen Larson book oh, Raw. One of my highlights of the week. That's very exciting. I want to see what the grade is. B. All right. Nice. Not bad for a go home show. No, not bad at all. Uh, pair, we'll end on this one. Parachuting parakeet. How do you guys deal with burnout? Raw is such a chore, and I can't even will myself to watch the amazing NXT. Uh, I try not to take for granted that I get to do this for a living, and that really does help combat burnout. I think about back when I used to work a real job, uh, which it's been like ten years now, and I, I just think to myself, I'm 
very, very, very lucky to do this. And if my biggest complaint is, oh, I got to watch three hours of Raw, then I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really. And, and we're good with managing our workflow so that burnout doesn't really become a thing. Yeah, I I think for me it's 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 uh, having the, the, the avenue by which to actually discuss it. Whatever burnout or frustration there is from having to sit through Raw is somewhat mitigated um, thanks to the fact that I get the, the opportunity at catharsis talking about it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to sit there in my living room after Raw and just be like, well, that's kind of a waste of time. Yeah. I can yeah. sit here and talk about it. Yeah, exactly. That's helpful. Yeah. And I like, I mean, I like that there's, uh, you know, doing what we do, we have such an amazing community mm-hmm. that we can all discuss it. And and I, I, I think that helps also. It's like we're all in this together. We all yep. see yep. the same issues, maybe from different uh, different standpoints, different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all just want to, to have fun watching wrestling. Yep. So in the um, day, we all want to enjoy the product that's 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 put in front of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's it for the show. Yeah. Yes. Like like Larson said earlier uh, today, we're doing over at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. We book WWE Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a blast. Mm-hmm. So come by and check that out. Uh, Got three ladder matches. Yeah. Three ladder matches. Those are always fun. And uh, I'll probably win zero of them because I'm terrible at the mini game. Uh, yeah, well, it's one. That's one thing I have you beat on. We got to. I want to. I want to try some. I think W. Steve W. might go without limits on reversals. All right, and just see how that plays out. All right, because man, some some brilliant chain wrestling going on there. I want to mix it up a little bit. I want to mix it up a little bit. All right. All right. Anyways, thanks right. so much everybody for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Yes. If you want to support going in raw, head to patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, check out all the reward tiers we have there. We're going to freshen them up over the next couple of weeks. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're interested in watching bonus content, uh, uh, check out, just click the join button. It's $5 a month. It goes a long way towards mm-hmm. helping us. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get some some extra stuff. Yes. So uh, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.